Hello and welcome to the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with Jason Shear. Jason Matthew Shear? Okay. Why don't you just give up my social security too, Shelby? <laughs> and we are here to talk about the second half of fall camp wrap up. Um, we're going to be talking about the defense and what we were able to see over the past few weeks. This is our last wrap up podcast next week starting on monday you'll have one that will record sunday for monday we'll be discussing san diego state shelby i know it's so crazy we're going dread fish presser we're going offense we're going defense we're going game predictions what about special teams they don't get an entire podcast what about tight ends okay you're an animal anyway <laughs> anyway we'll focus and get back on track uh, we do have six questions this evening to talk about. And when you are listening to this, it may not be evening. I just realized that. So number one, Jason, the defensive line feels like it's always a big question mark for Arizona. What do you make of the unit this season? So uh, if you can hear my dogs fighting, they always start podcast time. So it's really, if you're new to this podcast, it's just a thing at this point. The, the defensive line is indeed always a question and rightfully so. Right, and, and most of it has been really just the lack of pressure from the defensive line. And there's obviously questions that go along with it, and there's also guys that have to step up. Um, you know, for instance, the first guy you think of is Jalen Harris. He's gained weight. He's big. I mean, he's absolutely humongous when you see him. And now you kind of want, uh, I think, did I say Jalen or Jason Harris? I don't know. Jalen Harris. <laughs> and now you want to see him step up and produce right like he looks the part great kid good leader on defense but you want to kind of see him take that next step and add some consistency and be able to rush the quarterback you know what you're getting from him most of the time you just kind of want to see him take it to the next level uh keon bars you know there's a reason why arizona is basically having him practice every other practice if that and that's because they know that he is so vital to what this defense needs to do and wants to do and he basically is one of those veterans that you don't have to worry about right like you know he's going to be one of the best defensive players on the field and because of that you're like you know what let's just keep him healthy uh he led the team in sacks he missed some games and all that he's made preseason pack 12 teams he's got the recognition uh you can make an argument he's arizona's best or overall defender in terms of potential uh, he's a guy that, again, you know, you don't worry about. Uh, really, the, the the guy that I think can make or break, and I don't want to put all the pressure on him, but one of the guys that can make or break the defensive line is Paris Shand, who's going to start inside. And he's a guy where he came in, not a lot of height, um, but uh, not a lot of height, but, you know, kind of an athlete, new to football. And now he's not new to football. And that athleticism is really starting to stand out. And he had one of the best plays of fall camp where he tipped the pass to himself, jumped up and intercepted it and basically returned it for a touchdown. And he is a very, very good athlete. He's a guy that not a lot of people know of, but he has basically been a lock to start since camp started. And he's a lock to start against San Diego State. And, um, you know, he has high expectations. I, I think he definitely looks the part. And he's a guy where if he has a really strong season, it wouldn't surprise me at all. And then you go to Hunter Eccles. Hunter Eccles is a USC transfer that really didn't produce. And I, you know, I talked to him and, and 
media day and I said, look, you know, you, you didn't produce at USC. I didn't say it like that, but he said, basically, it was really hard to be a guy that played every third down once in a while because he was used to in high school playing every snap and Arizona went and said, you're going to play 50 snaps for us a game. And he said, basically, he believes that it's going to allow him to get momentum and to get into groove and he'll have a better season. He's looked good and he looked good in spring camp. He looked good in fall camp. And so he's another guy. And then lastly, lastly, while we're at it, this is a good place to shout out freshman Russell Davis. Russell? Russell Davis led the state of Arizona in sacks with 16. He was basically not recruited by many schools because I've said this before, I don't want to go into the rant again, but a lot of coaches don't want to put in the work, especially with the transfer portal. They want guys that they are confident are going to contribute right away. A 200-pound defensive lineman doesn't scream immediate contributor. Well, he put on some weight since he's been here, and he is at the very least going to be a guy that you will see every third down package. He's going to be in third and six, third and five, longer. He's going to be in rushing the quarterback. He was one of the revelations of fall camp. I mean, he is legit. And when he puts on more weight, it's going to be scary. His dad was a pro. His dad understands the approach to the game, that he's a great kid. This is a guy that when it's all said and done, schools are going to say, what the hell were we thinking not recruiting him? And Arizona is going to say, tough shit for you. We got one of the better defensive players in the conference. There's a long way to go, but you can just kind of see it in his approach and overall production in camp, I would be really surprised if this kid isn't playing more than just third down snaps by the end of the year. Would you say he's a diamond in the rough? Diamond in the rough. And again, it goes back to coaches just don't want to uh, coaches don't want to put in the work. Like just because the kid's two hundred ten pounds doesn't mean you know you don't want to put in the work. Like there's potential. And Jed Fish basically said, "Look, there's you know potential in all of this." And we're willing to put in the work. And maybe they didn't see that he would produce right away as a freshman because of that weight. But they knew down the road he'd be pretty good. And now he's just, his path is a little faster. He still has to get gain weight. You still worry about him against the run. Like, clear running downs, I don't think he'll play as much. But when you're putting him in his strength with his rushing the passer, rushing the passer. There we go. Yeah, he's, he's going to be very good at it. He's going to be a beast. Yeah. All right, I'm excited. Rusting the passer. Rusting, <laughs> rusting the passer. Does that mean you missed if you rust the passer? I'm just saying. We could have, we could have coined a new term there. I was distracted by Shelby just tweeted it. Our dog looks basically dead right now. Bianca's so mad that we're not paying attention to her. She's just pouting, very forlornly. We were visiting my father. Life life break. He had hip surgery last week. Last week, and he's doing well, but you know he's a little older, and so you get a little nervous when you know your parents aren't doing well. So the grandkids wanted to see him, so the grandkids get to see him. So we, we went, were gone all night long, and so, then we just came home. Boom! Put kids to bed. Now we're recording. Shout the podcast. out to Papa Sheer, who's probably not listening to this, but whatever. He never listens to the podcast, but we love you anyway. Okay. We're only on question two, guys. Look, we're on the grind, Shelby. That was a really long answer, babe. Mid-season form. You need to speed things up. Nope, mid-season form, Shelby. Okay, Arizona is playing two linebackers for the most part. What does the depth chart look like, and who, who might step up? Glad you asked, Shelby. So let's start when I was born. (laughs) Anyway, so yeah, I think that's what people have to remember first off about the linebackers is there's only two at a time. 
right? And so, you know, when I get, and, and I'm, it, this isn't picking on him, but I get asked questions about freshman Tyler Martin, right? And so Tyler Martin, who came in as like a four-star guy, whatever it was, isn't going to play much this season. Not at linebacker. Maybe he'll get in at special teams. And it's like, well, he was highly rated. But they're only playing two guys. And you know that Jerry Roberts has a lock on one spot. So really, there's only one spot for grabs with a bunch of linebackers on the roster. And what happened by the end of camp is that Colby Cage kind of locked up the other spot. And a big reason why is his ability uh, to cover, basically to, to get back in coverage. Uh, he's fast, he's athletic, and he kind of he just won the spot. And those two are going to start. Malik Reed will be right there as well. Um, he's the guy that Colby Cage beat out, but he'll play. Uh, Anthony Solomon is a guy that might be able to kind of work his way up the depth chart. I would say one guy that I think we should watch out for that's kind of used in a variety of ways is Utah transfer Jeremy Mercier. 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 Okay. I think it's just Jeremy Mercer, to be honest. Oh, okay. But it's spelled M-E-R-C-I-E-R. Is it like Tony Parker? Yeah, so I just pretend like he's French. Um yes. All I know is that, I don't know if I should be saying this, at one of the scrimmages, there was a guy that showed up, and he was really nice, but he was in the Hells Angels. And then everyone's like, oh, the Hells Angels is watching Arizona scrimmage. And then he was he left with Jeremy Mercer. So we're pretty sure it's like it's his dad or some oh kind of relative. Oh, my gosh. So it's like, all right, don't mess with Jeremy Mercer. But uh, really nice guy, though. He was talking and excited to be there. But Jeremy Mercer's the guy where he, he wasn't healthy for part of camp, got healthy, and Really has been a, a nice contributor, so that's the one that might step up. But again, you got to remember this depth chart. I mean, there's only two guys, and Jerry Roberts is one of them. He's got a lock. I think you'll see some rotation with Colby Cage, Malik Reed, Jimmy Mercer. Um, but you know, a guy like Anthony Solomon is probably going to play more on special teams than he would during a game, because most of we'll get to this later. But most of Arizona formations pretty much only have two linebackers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, uh, number three, the starters at corner are set, but freshman to Cario Davis, great name, and Ephesians Prysock, another great name, were both impressive. What can you tell us about them besides their video game names? Right, so a lot of times when you see a 6'4 corner, you're like, oh, when is that guy moving to safety? But the reality is these dudes are corners. And that's pretty wild to see guys that are six four. They are. This isn't a fake measurement online. These dudes are six foot four. They look like small forwards. Dang. And they are cornerbacks. I mean, could they move to safety down the road? Maybe. But when I watch them, I see cornerbacks, and they are good. 
Like, both guys had really good moments. The thing is, they're going against good receivers. Like, we've talked about Arizona's receiving core, which is really good. And so they're they're learning kind of trial by fire. Dakario Davis, long, athletic, really good in coverage. His only issue during camp, he's got to get a little stronger. And then he had, like, two or three interceptions we saw where he dropped them. And they were a clear pick. Ephesians, Prysock, pretty much has to get stronger. These guys are going to play. Now, Arizona has Christian Roland Wallace, who's probably never going to leave the field. And then on the other end, they have Traylon Stukes and Isaiah Rutherford. So, really, the, you know, it's going to be how can Takario Davis and Ephesians Prysock get on the field? Maybe there's packages really go with more defensive backs, whether it's special teams. But these are two guys where by the end of the season, like, they're, they're going to be playing. And let's say that doesn't happen for whatever reason. They're starters next season. Like, they're, they are absolutely hits. Like, and when I say hits, I mean, like, you know, I've talked about this before. Arizona's hit rate in this recruiting class is insanely high compared to your average recruiting class. Like, you're happy when you land 50% of the class. They landed a very good chunk. And these guys are guys that can contribute as freshmen right away. So, although they're not going to start to Cario Davis and Ephesians Prysock, they're going to play. There may be some trial by fire because they have to get stronger. But the future is really, really bright with these dudes. Awesome. Also, their names are going to be in the next What if you did, like, Takario Prysock and Ephesians Davis? It's still cool. It still is really cool. Yeah. Like, you can imagine that in, like, an RPG. Brian Peterson, we were talking about um, Idaho State because that's what we do at literally 2 in the morning. You can see right here. And we like their, you're going to like their all names because we were looking at their depth chart. Because Jalen Johnson, who used to be a receiver here, transferred to Idaho State, now coached by Charlie Ragel and Pierre Cormier and Devin Holliday, former U of A players, are actually coaches. But all name team, Shelby, Raiden Hunter. Mortal Kombat. Calvin and Cameron Brothers, pitcher. Some baseball game. Justice Brusado. And my favorite, Dequa Lang. That's D. Apostrophe Q-U-A. What about Quade Renfro? Yeah. Yeah, those are all really good Fantastic videos. names. So I like it. I just felt like you should know that. All right. Thanks, babe. Also, everybody else now knows it. Idaho State opens up their season against UNLV this weekend. And in two weeks, they play San Diego State. Charlie Ragel, Vince Amy, Pierre Cormier, Devin Holliday, Jalen Johnson. They're all Arizona ties. Um, Neil was used Devontae Neal used to be on there, but he murdered someone. So oh, yeah. yeah, we don't talk about that. <laughs> we don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk about uh, murder. Anyway. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, number four. Up. Question number four. <laughs> Arizona safety struggled last season, but the coaching staff has been very high on them throughout camp. Are the high expectations warranted? Yes. The end. So... Again, like I think a lot of what happened with Arizona's safeties last year, the struggles were based on defensive scheme and how the safeties were often put in a bad position. During camp, they've been very good for the most part. They're the veterans, they're the leaders of the group, um, and, and they've played really well. I mean, those are guys that are probably Christian Young and Jackson Turner aren't coming off the field. I know Nansen said they would and rotate. They're not coming off. If you want to look at a safety per se spot just to kind of worry about it's probably the nickel gunner maldonado is going to get the start there isaiah mays was there at times but got injured dj warnell got injured a little bit and was really inconsistent 
Gunnar Maldonado struggled at times last season. He has to be better. J.D. Young is another guy who's kind of played a little bit. His numbers against the deep ball, especially last year, were, were awful, to be blunt. But in terms of the core, the Christian Young and Jackson Turner, yeah, I mean, the, the coaching staff love those guys, and rightfully so. They have a great attitude. They're great players. Uh, it's just a matter of, again, depth at that position, and then overall, those guys being put in the right position to succeed, which I think Arizona's going to do. Awesome. That's always a position I'm looking out for. Who is your who is your favorite safety? Do you remember? You had a crush on him I back did. in the day. I do. You I don't, don't remember. Know. I don't know. Shelby used to have I a crush. I only love you. Shelby used to have a crush on Nate Ness. Oh my god, I do. <laughs> I love Nate Ness. Yeah. Ah, those yeah, days. Calm down over there. I'm just saying, Nate was amazing. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. You're grounded. Um, I'm so flustered. I don't even know what number we're on. We're on number five. What can you tell us about the overall defensive approach from Johnny Nansen? Nothing. Um, uh, so there's going to be, um, there's parts that I won't get into because of secrecy and all that. If you went to practice, you could probably see it. You see it a little bit more at the closed practices, but there, there definitely are a few formations that they didn't play last season at all. It's a lot more zone. It's going to be still aggressive with blitzing and all that. Blitz, but there's blitz. going to be plenty of times where you see more defensive backs on the field than there were at, like, any time last year. Uh, you're going to see some exotic looks. It's, you know, personnel looks, again, that you didn't see last year. I like the fact one player described it to me as exotic looks. It's nothing, like, crazy, but it's, it's varied quite a bit. There's a, a pl- there's more than one, like, there's a, a few base defenses that they can do different things out of. And so I was talking with other media members the other day at practice, and, you know, like, we'll get to this in San Diego State preview, but there's nothing on film that can prepare San Diego State for what they're going to see from Arizona on either side of the ball. Johnny Nansen isn't doing what he did when he was, like, co-defensive coordinator at USC or whatever it is. This is his defense. It looks different. It is very pro-style defense. Um, you know, maybe it, it, it's different from what anyone's played, and, and all I can say is that it's it's varied. Like, it's not – Don Brown wasn't varied. You kind of knew what you, you were going to get. get. You were going to get an aggressive defense, everyone put on an island type of deal. This is not that. It is much more zone-oriented. Well, I like that just because of the strategy of it. You have a lot more tools at your disposal as the defense yes. to be able to use that personnel wisely. Yes. Did you like that? Look at you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, we're going to wrap it up. Question number six. Will this defense be better than it was last season based on what you saw in camp? Well, it can't be worse, Shelby. Can That's it? true. <laughs> Back to you in the studio. Hey, no. Uh, the only concern I have with this defense not being better is there's still a major lack of depth. Linebacker worries me. Um, you know, if Jerry Roberts goes down, for instance, what happens? I'm, I like Colby Cage. I think Malik Reed is solid, but I'm kind of iffy on those guys. Um, that nickel spot kind of worries me a little bit, and Arizona uses a nickel quite a bit. You know, like when they go to more DB looks and Jaden Young is in coverage, can he be better than he was last year? Because, again, like statistically, PFF, all that, really, really bad last season. So depth worries me in terms of scheme and overall talent i think arizona's defense is better i think Parrish shand is going to have a nice season 
I think Hunter Eccles will have a nice season. I, th I feel like the scheme fits Christian Roland Wallace really well. Trade on Stukes should take a jump. I already mentioned Davis and Prysock. I think those guys are awesome. So really, it, it should be better. Would I expect a significant jump from it? No. Maybe like if it's one or two spot hires at the conference, though, is anyone really disappointed? No. So let's say, so, you know, I was joking about Arizona's motto as, you know, as, let's be average. And if Arizona's defense is average, it'll be better than it was last year. Like Arizona wasn't average last year on offense or defense. If it was average on either side of the ball. We might have beat NAU. <laughs> right, right. So if Arizona can field an average defense moving positive direction for the next few years, it'll be fine. And, and you know, I, I think that it could probably do that. All right. Was that your professional analysis? Yes. Anytime I can provide my analysts, I will. <laughs> oh, you're so mature. Okay. Well, there you go. That was our fall camp defense summary. Woo! Chubby, you know what that means. We don't as have to talk I, about as it As soon as I put this up, our focus turns. To real to, football. To San Diego State. Which we're a little bit bummed because as of right now, the weather is supposed to be skewing a little hot bull, for bull. San Diego. Bullshit! I don't really Sorry. like San Diego <laughs> at 90 degrees. Jason's so upset about it, he just cursed. Well, the rumor is that it's an outdoor press box. So if it's 90 degrees, your boy's not happy. Gonna yeah, have, I'm probably burning. Going to have to lather up. We're going to have to lather each other up. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> it's sunscreen, you pervert. Anyway. Wow. So we'll see, though. I'm going to wear a hat. If it's hot and you're in the press box, but it's an outdoor press box, can you drink beer? That's a good question. That is, I know. That's why I just asked it. But it's $14 beer, isn't it? I don't, yeah, whatever. It's pretty expensive. So, Saturday starts college football, and if you haven't looked at the slate, you should. None of these games are good, but they're all weird. Like, for some reason, I am absolutely pumped up for Vanderbilt versus Hawaii. I know. That, like, I'm that game, that one. like, sounds awesome. UTEP North Texas is going to be awesome. So, I'm excited. Also, I already told... Shout out to my cousin Nina. She graduated from Vandy in May. There you go. And now she's going to LSU. For her master's. Does she drink? I don't know. I don't I think mean, she she's, drinks. She's We've an never... irons by blood, so. Yeah, but still, I mean, you go to Vandy and LSU, you better be able to put it down. I don't know. You, you know where her parents are. My I'm aunt gonna, and uncle I'm are. I'm going to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're excited. With that being said, I am Jason Shear. I am Shelby Iron Shear. We are joined by Bianca, Cora, and Brody Shear. Who actually behaved. You maybe only heard them once or twice, but they literally were all over us this entire podcast. We will be back with another podcast. I lied. I said we would do a podcast on Monday. We're not. We're going to do probably Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. We're going to do a Jed Fish press conference summary on, on Monday. And uh, yeah, go You just said there. we weren't doing Monday. No, we're going to record Monday night. I see. For Tuesday, and then Tuesday for Wednesday, and then Wednesday for Thursday, because we're driving out to San Diego on Friday. On Friday. Is Jed doing the the radio thing at Union again? Yes, I think it's a half an hour later now. Six thirty, I think it is now. Nice. Uh, so you might. We did go last year, but I don't yeah. Know. Remember we went last year, and Rich Herrera stood right in front of Jed Fish's <laughs> wife. <laughs> Jed 
fishes wife. <laughs> She's laughing. And poor Amber. And poor Amber Fish is standing there trying to watch her husband, and Rich Herrera goes and stands literally one foot in front of her. Yeah, with his camera phone. Yeah. It was so <laughs> weird. My dad's like, who is that standing in the middle of the show? Oh, my God. I was like, oh, Dad, let me tell you. Anyway. The stories we could tell. <sighs> the book's going to be awesome. On that note. With that being said. Bear town. Thanks for joining us. I want to address something, Shelby, as you yawn. People make fun of our intro music and how it cuts off, but I think that just makes us, us. You know what I'm saying, honey? Yeah. Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now.